0: Cam, your sisters-in-law are here. Don't let him in. I'm naked. Come in. Oh, uh, you dick. While Cam throws on his favorite podcasting crop top, I'll remind you that you have one more day, if you're listening to this and the day it comes out, to nominate us for the Podcast Awards. Go to podcastawards.com and select my best friend's journal in the categories People's mm-hmm. Choice and LGBTQ. Thanks. Enjoy the episode.
1: Five years ago, he got a book to hold my private thoughts
2: and now we're gonna take a peek grab a drink or smoke some pot your private thoughts read aloud how does that make you feel
1: i don't remember what i wrote this shit might get too real nothing Here is sacred I'm haunted by my past It's called
2: my best friend's journal Let's start this damn podcast
0: You gotta sing the theme a little longer first
2: Someone's favorite
1: podcast
0: Yes, and? The world's greatest
3: hello michael
0: hi cam how are you
3: i'm well how are you i'm
0: good still gay how about you
3: (laughs) i'm on the fence um welcome to (laughs) my best friend's journal yes welcome (laughs) (laughs) uh i'm a solid three on the kinsey scale right down the middle that's a fucking lie i'm a six
0: wait okay ten is oh it goes to six Mm -hmm. It's, it's
3: i think it's one to six or zero to six Huh. Could look it up, zero but let's s- just keep speculating. That's yeah, fine. It's good.
0: I think. Okay, so assuming it's zero to six, zero is like 100% straight, and six is 100% homosexual.
3: Uh, yes, actually, I just looked it up, and that's perfectly true. So a zero is exclusively heterosexual. A six is exce- I thought it said excessively, <laughs> excessively homosexual. No, it says exclusively. I, um. I like excessively.
0: <laughs> Five is exclusively. Yeah. Six is excessively.
3: <laughs> um, I am a solid six on the Kinsey scale. There's not a straight bone on my body specifically.
0: (laughs) Um, (laughs) I always, I like mostly think that about myself as well. I'm like, I feel very gay, but also I always reference, um, Penelope Cruz and Scarlett Johansson in Vicky Cristina Barcelona. I got feelings when they were like making out It's such as like straight boy thing of me, but I really was attracted to that.
3: Wow, maybe you're like a five. I can't imagine myself in that scenario. It does nothing for my boner.
0: I did get a boner watching that movie, but also I don't think I'd actually want to be a part of it. It's just like fun from the outside. It's just so
3: sensual. Really, really ruined that movie for me now. Um,
0: No, because I had a boner in it?
3: Yeah. (laughs) Cool, 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 cool. cool. Because your boner made an appearance. Um, Yeah, I don't think, well, I mean, maybe I'll see it someday, but no, I I just, I think I'm a six. That's all. You're a Um, 10,
0: baby. Don't you ever call yourself a six.
3: (laughs) Speaking
0: of a lesbian duo,
3: uh, we have two women guests coming on the show today.
0: <laughs> uh, I want everyone to know the people he's speaking of are his sisters-in-law, so that's inappropriate. Not only because they're straight um, and married to men, but because they are relatives. Yeah, uh, they—that
3: that is not the introduction they were looking for. But you know what? Uh, we are recording this before they come into the room, so they get what they get. Also, like what you get and you don't throw a fit. Thank you so much. They they should expect as much from us. Yeah, they've been fans from The Jump. They know exactly what they're getting into. Um, So yeah, today is going to be a very special episode. After the intro, uh, we get to meet uh, my sisters-in-law, Kate and Annie. Um, They've been supporters of ours from way back, and they are definitely our most curious listeners. We hear from them pretty much every episode with questions specifically about gay things.
0: Kate specifically was the one who said she was... Uh, gaining her education from our show and that's when we started using that turn of phrase yep she coined it it's hers uh that is now ours trademarked and everything so thanks so much it's not trademarked and i'm sure it's another podcast another gay culture thing That's so just a side note uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but before we
3: bring the girls in uh quick catch up how are things mike what's going on in your world this is the last episode that we record before the big move how you feeling
0: I'm feeling okay. Yes. We've been like cranking out. So the last few weeks of episodes have all been in the time machine. um, And I've basically been spending my time getting those together and trying to pack and, you know, get my life fully uprooted.
3: Yeah. Suddenly this turned into a full, full full-time job, didn't it?
0: It truly did, but it's okay. I'm, it's, I'm just like, I'm planning for future, Michael. It's fun to like set myself up for success instead of saying like, ooh, that's going to suck for him later, you know?
3: Uh Uh-huh. Which I do a lot of the time. (laughs) That was a great way to think. I'm a master procrastinator myself. So, uh, well, well done. Way to, uh, save yourself some extreme anxiety while on the road because it's already a big enough change.
0: It was, um hard lesson to learn but there's just been way too many night befores where i'm like ah i have three weeks worth of work to do that i should have started earlier so now i've learned that
3: (laughs) (laughs) well usually you do that when you're packing for a move so like have you put anything in a box yet or are you still in the like divesting and going through shit phase
0: nothing is in a box which is scaring me but i don't have that much stuff it really i'm just kind of uh leaning on the strategy of get rid of as much crap as possible and just cross my fingers and heels to Jesus that uh, everything fits in my car
3: <laughs> I mean it's a pretty small car and you have to fit me and a bag in there so like are you gonna do test runs well, or... know, I'm already counting on strapping you to the roof <laughs> I just knew that was coming I could have written that line on paper <laughs> before you
0: said it didn't you I'm reading the copy you provided <laughs>
3: a scripted podcast this is a fucking mess i know right
0: (laughs) speaking of the road trip we actually just had to kind of revamp it because surprise surprise first wave of coronavirus never ended and we are now trying to make sure our trip across the country is as safe as possible that reminded me that i heard a reporter
3: the other day say like we're well into the second wave of coronavirus I'm like this is not the second wave we never got out of the first one we just let it kind of peter out and then we absolutely like it is the same wave it's just cresting again yeah
0: fucking idiots yeah honestly fauci said it was still the first wave, and people may state different things, but, like, what fucking difference does it make? People are dying, hospitals are getting full, economy is crashing, like, call it whatever you want. It's still a bad situation.
3: It's specifically bad uh, along the exact route that we have charted to get across the country. So we are uh, re-charting. changing. Recharting. Yeah, we're recharting. We are uh, circumventing some major cities. Not to be uh, confused with recharting. <laughs> and not to be confused with circumcising major cities. <laughs> <laughs> we um are uh yeah just trying to avoid major population centers we're going to do some fun outdoor activities far away from people on the way there see some beautiful things we don't have to interact with strangers um and i think that's great uh yeah. you know there there are plenty of cool cool there are plenty of interesting cities to see in the south but uh right now is not the time to explore them and it's just the responsible no. decision to 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 say no just say no
0: yeah we're going to be seeing a lot of uh A lot of this country's landscape, and actually, it's going to provide us a little more car time than we probably expected, which could be a good thing for this podcast.
3: Yeah, you may have, like, 14 episodes of just, like car chatter and sing-alongs to get through after this. I don't know. I don't know. what. To pr- I'm not going to make any promises. Well,
0: 14 episodes is a, a hard pass because that's about a year and a half's <laughs> worth of work and I don't have time, but <laughs> but maybe something. We'll see. You, sir, you're still in Des Moines. You didn't leave yet. How's that Midwest treating you?
3: Uh, it's great. It is so humid. I uh, worked out yesterday at 3 p.m. and there was running as a part of that workout outside and it felt like I was running through a thick stew and you know how I feel about soup. Um, it was... <laughs> It, it is just so fucking hot. I mean, we came from the desert where it was 20 degrees hotter, and it feels so much more oppressive here outside. Just that denseness, you know?
0: Going back just a couple seconds, I know how you feel about soup, which I think you're crazy wrong about. Like, you don't have to have it in the summer, but soup is a fucking treat. It's bullshit. But can you... T- bullshit. Okay, yeah. So you don't like soup? Explain. No, soup I mean- is
3: the Florida of food. It's the droopy dick of entrees. I will take it as an appetizer. I will even take it as a side. I will not take it as a main course. And if you serve it to me as a main course, I will throw it back in your face. Absolutely not. It is a no for me.
0: Okay. That is violence. Uh, like a little bit of a hyperbole, but still, it's, it's a no for me, bro. I agree with you. I don't want broth for my main entree but if there's a good chunky soup that might suffice with like a good crusty Uh, piece of bread or like a broccoli cheddar vegan of course um, or like a Moroccan stew there's a lot of options you're really you're you're equating it all to like chicken Uh, broth no I'm not I know what
3: soup is bitch I've had soup many a time I don't know that you do
0: Listen, so soup, okay. um. If
3: someone's like, oh, you know what? It's fall. I just want like a hearty chicken noodle. I'm like, you're wrong. If that's on the side of a crusty sandwich, maybe. But
0: like still, I don't know. Just like hot liquid. It's about the chunks, dude. It's about the chunks. And also hot liquid has never been a turn off for you before. (laughs)
3: it's about the chunks dude how dare you i i understand that people like soup i understand why you might like it i just need you to know that i don't and respect my truth he's using hands.
0: my truth he's using hands at me
3: i'm never gonna go out for a nice lunch of soup that is such bullshit i'll stay at home thank you so much
0: fine i respect your right to have that opinion on soup <laughs>
3: Um, Okay, we have guests anxiously waiting in the wings. We are just off on one of our tangents, and this has to end. Um, You get plenty of this bullshit every single week, so should we invite them in? It's
0: kind of weird. I feel like they know me so well, and I don't, like, I just do not know them the same way.
3: (gasps) Well, we can change that really easily, like right now.
0: think they'll tell me about their butthole (laughs) pics, because that's the only way to make this fair. Let's get into it. (laughs)
3: Welcome back to My Best Friend's Journal. I'm joined now by two very special guests. Ladies, would you care to introduce yourselves?
2: Actually, we'll be introducing one another.
3: Oh, good. You're doing it your own
0: way. (laughs) Oh, they have plans. They have got... They're ready. Give it to us. (laughs) Kate!
2: Kate! Kate Kate is my older sister, and she is practically perfect in every way. (laughs) We like to call her Mary Poppins.
0: Oh, I love that. Mary Poppers. (laughs) (laughs) Mary Poppers
3: for the, for the Poppers. sake of this podcast. Yes. Okay. Great. Any waits, any waits, any waits. And Kate, how would you introduce Annie?
1: Annie is larger than life. Her uh, smile and laugh fill the room when she walks in. And Mike, she's very calm about <gasps> her work today and has no qualms about anything that's about to happen.
0: Oh, how dare you! Get out of my house! <laughs> <laughs> You are both so sweet to each other, and I feel like we're really going to ruin that quickly. First, let me ask uh, if you've both douched for the occasion, are you feeling clear and empty?
2: Well, I. Is your
3: water clear
2: I was and empty? I'm unsure what hole to douche. <laughs> oh, good so point. I did both. Oh,
0: that's a really good right. point.
1: There's several to choose from, and also. Just
0: two, really, right? <laughs> How many doucheable holes does a woman have? We don't. Well, know. don't douche your like pee hole. You know that's tough. Anyway. Oh
1: man, oh shavits, yeah. that would hurt. <laughs> um, I also maybe did it too early, but you know that's something that I can't wait to discuss further.
3: <laughs> there are there are two things that I get regular text messages about uh, from my <laughs> sisters-in-law, uh, and from now on I'm going to stop saying that because I trip over my words every time. Uh, but Kate and Andy love to ask me about
0: douching, and they love to ask me about sniffing bulges. What? So what is? Where do you think this curiosity? comes from like it's not Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. for us it has become like just something we have to deal with you don't necessarily have to you know deal with these same things but they're fun you're interested what is it
2: so i learned about douching a few years ago from my brother when we had a very deep heart-to-heart conversation about gay sex because i was very (laughs) un educated
1: there it is there There it it is is. nice Um, our title I believe is education 101 Uh right yep and being the teacher I just
3: oh yeah this makes so much sense Kate's a
0: teacher and she came up with the do you want me to come in and talk to your students about um, Gloria Holes and Santorum (laughs)
1: you know because school's so much up in the air right now Mike I think we might just need to keep that on hold for just a little bit but I'll be in touch
0: That actually is it's actually even easier because I don't even have to travel to you we can just have a big zoom conference call and I can show them from my own bathroom how some of this stuff works
2: well actually instead of Kate's students I'm wondering if you could do that for me and my girlfriends because (laughs) so Peter taught me or not he did not teach me anything (laughs) oh thank god I had some questions and this was a couple years ago and then it came up Or has come up several times on your podcast. Yes, Cameron.
3: Was this like before we were together or was this like during our relationship? Not that it really matters. I'm just curious timeline here.
2: I think it was during your relationship.
1: Okay. Cam loves it when we ask about Peter and Cam and, you know, anything that might purr might happen behind a closed door. He gets really excited to have those. I conversations. will claw I will
0: claw my way right out this window. You both are a filter with which Cam speaks. He's like, Now, is this something I'm gonna need to explain and how much of my sex life with Peter am I willing to divulge to his sisters? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love when I'm walking and I can I go, Oh, he just stopped because he knows I am listening right at this very moment and he is not going to answer that because Kate's ears are listening.
0: Honestly, I understand. Every time my sister brings up um, my butthole, it gets awkward, and I know where Cam is coming from.
2: (laughs) I mean, yes. So you guys talk about it a lot on the podcast, and I have been encouraging my friends to listen to your podcast. And a few of them have. Thank you. We love that. And so a couple people are like, well, give me an example of what you mean I would learn something new. And I always turn to douching. And they're like, no. That No, they don't do that every time they have sex. Like, that's not a real thing. You're making this up, Annie. And I'm like, no, I'm pretty, pretty sure. Like, maybe it's just Cam and Mike that do. Sh- or maybe it's like in their circle. Or maybe there's like a, you know, there's like the leather <laughs> community maybe there's the douche we are not part of a douchey community
0: <laughs> oh my god wait there's just there's just so much to, there's so much to talk about um well
1: because also here's the thing you know they're they're women can douche and you're taught at a young age that that's not a good thing for you it. yeah mm. so when women
0: specifically vaginal douching yeah. yes
1: yeah. vaginal yeah. douching okay. yes so, we're, we're... It's, so it's a
0: little bit of a terminology thing right
1: yes and so I think that that also when 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 women maybe just straight women I'm not sure but just women hear that they're thinking vinegar you know uh-huh. they're they're going there yeah and oh, I sure. don't I have I'm gonna be real honest but I've never had to Douche my battle. I'm, you know, uh-huh. we don't really, that's not somewhere anybody plays. <laughs> I know that's shocking to you, shocking. Annie. Shocking. So, no one's going near there. Okay. So, I'm not interested all in right. that, but that would be maybe then people who are not
2: interested. So, I think that, I but I know. think that that is why se- several of my friends are like, really, this isn't a thing that happens all the time. Because they're probably thinking, well, I've had anal intercourse mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I've not douched. So I guess my question is twofold. One, yeah. what in the fuck does a douche look like? I need a picture. Okay. I haven't Googled it because I just don't want Turkey baster.
3: I, no, I, I Mike, oh. I have, I have your new one
0: in my house. Should I show oh. it to him? Yes. <laughs> okay. I need everyone listeners to understand that, uh, Cam's generous husband,
3: I'm sorry. It's so fucking weird <laughs> that I have your future douche, but I do.
0: Future uh, douche? I, well, he's never used it. It's brand spanking new in the package. <laughs> Thank God. Thank God you don't want my used douche. Okay, <laughs> so. Definitely don't we were just chatting about douches at dinner as you do and like very loudly with the tables close to us back before there was a pandemic and Peter was like oh I've got a great douche you should use actually you've got a great douche I've already ordered it for you and that was that but I never received it before you moved it was so Peter he ordered it at we went to go get vegan pizza and he ordered it at the table
3: because Mike was complaining about his and how it was less than comfortable to use and Peter was like I got you
2: and he was like let me consult the douche community
3: okay um, real quick diversion here We I promise we'll get back to douching I will credit this podcast with my ability to have on. Comfortable conversations much more easily than I used to because if you had told me two years ago that I'd be sitting around a table in Des Moines, Iowa, talking about the intricacies <laughs> of butthole douching with my sisters-in-law, I would have kool <laughs> out of that room and never come back. So here we are. I mean, it's a big, crazy world we live in. And thanks. I, I really have you to blame for this, Mike. Okay. Um, I'm
2: gonna, can I throw out the second part of welcome. the question? Uh-huh. What do they look like is one. Mm-hmm. Two, do you really do it every time before you have sex? Is there never a like hot, steamy, like, oh, my God, I want to take you right now?
3: So that is a, um, that is a, a loaded answer. Mike uh, loaded, gross, loaded. <laughs> uh, Mike, why don't you, I think you have something to say and then I have something to add. I do. So go ahead.
0: Okay. So that is like, I think the, that is the decision you have to make each time. It's like, do I just trust my diet and body enough that I don't have to do it and I can enjoy this impulse? Or is that going to ruin the experience? Cause I'm going to be worried the whole time that it's going to be a much messier situation Ooh. than anybody wants. You have to, exactly. You've got to like. It's, yeah. a, it's 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 a risk. It's, it's
3: one of the things that no one wants to talk about with butt
0: sex. But Does everyone knows. Does the
1: poop what, come out? I was, Okay, so I was just gonna <sighs> say. So, so what are you worried about? about? Like, Look poop's like... going to come out.
0: If you do not douche, there may be remnants of what's inside you, and it could be on his dick, oh, on God. the sheets, and the, it, no, it's really you. gross. Yeah. It's, yeah. 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 Exactly.
3: I would say there are the one. The thing I wanted to say is that some people are incredibly like. Um, someone on looking on HBO uh, referred to himself as a self-cleaning oven. Some dudes are just like very like high in fiber diet, very regular. They know that it's going to be fine. Um, If there's any question, it is the, nice thing to do for your partner and for the sex experience in general to make sure it's squeaky clean because if it's squeaky clean it is fun wonderful experience you don't have to worry about your mentalness
1: is okay yes
3: which is so much of it most young gay men early in their sex life found out one way or the other whether it was them or it was their partner that that is not something you want to fuck around with because it can be a really unpleasant experience and really really turn you off and just be not so does every
1: gay man have then a story
3: About every gay man who likes to bottom of a certain age, who who is who's like sexually mature and is like a good partner. um, Either they're the rare unicorn who never has to, or they do it every time just to be careful. But
2: are there like crunchy granola hippie gay men that are like? "Mm." That's unnatural. So, I'll not be doing that.
3: So it's not unnatural because we only... It, it's just water. So that's the other thing is oh. that when we're min- mincing terms is like no one is ever using like a Summer's Eve vinegar douche in their butt. It is just... It's like literally shower <laughs> we water. you should try that. Let us <laughs> see how that goes. <laughs> really don't want to. Fresh as rain, baby. Oh, my God. Um, I that That's why I think that a lot of people are curious when... Especially women, when we talk about it, uh, when it comes up, when you say douching, it's like, are you buying like a Summer's Eve at the, or are you going to Whole Foods and getting like the like perfect like natural hippie vinegar douche no it's literally it's a it's a reusable silicone bulb it's it's like high grade silicone that's made out of the same thing sex toys are made out of that you can fill with water fill yourself with water and that thing is completely washable and reusable so you just fill it in the bathroom sink or in the shower or wherever you're using it and that is that some smell like a summer's eve because they've been douched too much
1: um, okay, so I'm going to switch topics just a little bit in reference to something that you mentioned a little bit ago. Okay, um, Just about – I just have kind of a vague general question about um, when you say when guys are on the bottom or bottoming or they choose to bottom or some guys are really lucky and they don't have to. Like with your sex positions when some what, – what do you mean by all of that? How do you figure that out? You know.
0: Mind if I take this one, Mike? You start. I'm sure I'm going to join. Go ahead. <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, so we're talking about two different things. Uh, okay. There, there are two different things at play here. One is um, is it, it, when we say top and bottom, that is that is just vernacular for giver and receiver. Sure. Um, yeah. and that has nothing to do with like where we actually are in bed. Um, okay. So yep. a lot of people, this has come up with Mike's one of was it one of your girlfriends? I can't remember who it was, but someone was really surprised that gay meant oh.
2: It was me. It was
3: you, because you were watching me. something. The Lonely
2: Heart, the Broken Heart. Broken
3: Heart. Uh, sorry, no, The Normal Heart The Normal HBO. Heart.
2: I <laughs> was fucking flabbergasted. Because
3: they were having missionary sex. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. Like, but your stomach to stomach. Yeah, stomach to stomach. Yeah, stomach to stomach. You can absolutely do that. Like, just legs to Jesus. I think that also, because of, like, our anatomies, um, the angles are a little bit different. It just works out. I don't know if hmm. if women can have... Receptive anal sex, laying on their depends back, very easily. Depends
2: on how big the dick is.
3: Okay, depends on how big the dick is. That's totally true. They fair. can. They.
0: Ha- I'm confident they can because they make. Well, uh, this this homo who's never had sex with a woman says I'm confident they can. Oh, cool. I don't <laughs> cool. know shit. Thank but you. my only confidence, that my my false confidence, comes from. I was just shopping for a sex toy with one of my girlfriends. So I was on a website for her, or not for him. Yes, for her, and they had pillows that women oh, could put under them sure. to oh. change the angle. What do they oh, called call the Liberator. The liberator. Which I'm sure, like, helps with vaginal sex as well, but it must, it must also make a better angle for anal if you're looking oh, at that. Oh, it's going have
2: to. Yeah. For sure, to. but yeah. it's definitely great for vaginal mm. intercourse. Mm-hmm. Coitus.
0: Coitus. As, yes, because
2: angle does matter.
0: <laughs> sure does. So the other thing I want to comment on is, earlier you were saying that maybe some people don't want a bottom, and how do you negotiate that in a relationship? Like, who is the lucky one who doesn't have to? And I would like to say that... So many people are, like, very glad to be bottoms. I think this is also, like, a misunderstood thing. Bottoming is, like, very fun. It's a pain in the ass. <laughs> no pun intended. Um, <laughs> okay. Low-hanging fruit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't even mean to. It's a <laughs> low-hanging fruit. fucking hate you. It, it's uh, a pain in the ass to get ready and to be, like, and all make the— Make sure you're fresh as a summer's eve. Yes, all that. But it is, like, very fun, and some people feel jealous that they can't— bottom more easily and i don't mean just like prep more easily but like can't receive a dick in the same way some anatomies just like won't do it um and they're like bummed because it's very fun it's a very different kind of orgasm in my opinion than an orgasm i would have from topping
2: that is what peter shared with me
0: always counting your gay brother
3: (laughs) usually gay men will um will identify as top bottom or verse verse meaning versatile where they're happy and some are like top verse where they are they they top most of the time but they are versatile when they can or when they want to be or whatever it is and so there's a and whole what are you cam? whole spectrum there we don't have to get into that great um, yeah so what you are you cam that is a good question. I'm with you guys.
0: Yeah. My opinion is that he is probably a verse top, but he doesn't have to confirm or deny. I would
2: say his butthole migraines would concur uh, with your assessment.
0: Wow, I've really shared a lot on this podcast. Yeah, he, right. He did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's shared this kind of thing. So I'm like, yes. looks like you
3: want it, but maybe it's not always so easy. I will say, all, all, <laughs> all I will say is that variety is the spice of life. Um, and uh, I think that it, like being all one or the other is. Um, is you out? It's rarer and rarer that you find people that identify as strictly top. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like most top because there used to be this whole like macho thing, and I'm sure there is was still with some gay men, uh, this whole macho thing where, you know, it is more feminine and therefore less attractive, or it's not it doesn't work with their like hyper masculine, toxic masculine persona to ever bottom. Um, but I feel like more and more these days Most people are at least verse in some ways, um, but you might do one more than the other. Um, There's something
2: that Mike said that I want to point out that, again, when my brother and I had this conversation a few years ago, it was something I learned, and I've been spreading this knowledge to straight (laughs) women everywhere and some straight men. Oh, bless (laughs) you. Although I'm guessing straight men maybe knew this, but that you can orgasm as a bottom. So that was news to me a couple years ago. And I think that that, a lot of people that think about gay sex think about it in doggy style terms and think about it as being only singularly pleasurable
3: well like Mm -hmm. a lot of women um a lot of the time people like to bottom but still need some like digital stimulation they need a little bit of help while they're getting fucked uh like a lot of women do um but there are some bottoms that can absolutely come hands-free from just from getting that was
2: shocking news to me when i learned
1: yeah it was amazing (laughs) um okay so again changing subjects a little bit Uh uh another question i had that has come up in this just now was Annie, you said maybe straight men also know this, Um, but I really, it struck a chord with me in a few podcasts ago as you were talking about some of your straight girlfriends, I think, asking about how to help their, like, Uh explore that with their Uh partner, and I do think maybe straight men are missing out on some things if they are, A, afraid to try some of that butt play because maybe that makes them think too much about gay and they don't want to be Mm -hmm. thought of that way. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, But I think it, it, it was an interesting topic and one that I think straight women should explore more to help their partner more often or yeah. to help them have a different experience.
3: I think so too. And I would say that, um, the, the secret to that or not the secret, but I think the first step there is always just like communication. No one wants a surprise finger. Uh, cause not everyone's <laughs> always ready for it, but no, if I've had that wants...
2: experience. Surprise fingers are not fun.
3: No, it's the, oh, the no. It's not Can I okay. tell you
2: a really quick story? Please do. So when I was, I don't know, like 17 or something, maybe 18, I read an article in Cosmo that said men love to have their <laughs> nipples squeeze her pinch oh, 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 as they're climaxing.
3: <laughs> that is a broad fucking brush. Annie's so I our husband
2: been testing out that theory on my husband and but I've done it without his consent. Communi- yes. <laughs> If you pinch my nipples one more time. <laughs> anyway, so I think communication is
3: key. Well, yeah, communication is key. Nipple play is uh, some guys love it, some guys despise it, and some are completely ambivalent. I fall right in the middle on that one. I don't mean to always be in the gray area, but like I just I don't love it or hate it. It doesn't really do it for me. Some guys like there are some porn stars I can name one off the top of my head that He cannot come without having his nipples pinched. Oh, wow. It's, like, distracting how much he needs to play with his nipples, though. It's like, okay. They were, like, hardwired, you know? Um, Not everyone's that hardwired. I think that was a little irresponsible of Cosmo. Um, But I do think that, guys, going real quick, back to straight guys' butts, I do think that everyone wants to have the best orgasm possible. And if they're open-minded enough to try it out, if you can find their prostate, if you can play enough with it so it's not just weird, (laughs) so it's actually pleasurable, it will blow their mind that's, that's, that's I that, that also i goes learned for, that
2: from you guys
3: yeah. also goes for gay guys who refuse to try to bottom because you're just fucking but missing if they're
2: up. not douching i'm not putting my fingers anywhere that's fair like, absolutely cam reference communication i think one component this is a gross generalization that straight couples are missing is communication about sex gay men have to communicate who's top who's bottom when are we? Did doing I this? douche? Do we Did have you douche? douche? Like, yes. like, yeah. I mean, I'm sure you don't ask in that way. It's probably
0: an assumed thing sure. that happens. But it's there's
3: a gained trust.
0: <laughs> and you just play the nose game. You just like finger on the nose first. That person gets the bottom.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, when you said the nose game, I thought you meant give that butthole a good sniff. To no, see thank,
2: you. no thank you. No, thank you. So, anyways, I just want to commend you for your communication. I know probably not every single gay man is communicative about sex, but I think it's a lesson that straight couples could learn from gay couples because it just, on the whole, is not
3: there. You know, off on the whole, lol. Um, oftentimes that that is that is the that communication happens before people ever meet in person because, like, on gay hookup apps sure. or even dating apps, a lot of the time you are identifying as top or bottom or you're even hashing out in a chat if you're because there's such a hookup culture among gay men like if you're gonna meet for the first time and you're meeting on grinder it's like okay let's people ask what are you into people ask like and that means like sexual position sexual acts all that kind of stuff like what are you down for if we were to meet up let's negotiate this beforehand and so that's before like Let's go. Let's go grab a beer and find out what you do for a living. You so know? is so that also
1: unwritten that if you're going to go meet somebody, you're douching before you go?
3: Um, if you are committing to bottom before you go to a hookup, you are it, there is an implied trust that you're going to be ready. Okay. So whether which that is, is tough, w- which Cause like which is tough, you might find yourself you don't always... douching in a Starbucks bathroom. <laughs> oh
0: yes, <You> know? <laughs> one of the favorite stories. <laughs> What if you <laughs> you get ready? You like put all the effort in, and let me tell you, it's fucking effort, especially for those of us who don't do it very often. It's like
1: didn't you do that when you went to that house with your parties or with your yes. friends? You went to that party, so and then
0: he was too drunk. Yes, exactly. Uh, it was Palm Springs Pride last year. Fully committed to douching the whole process, and did not even get to sniff that bulge.
1: Speaking of bulges uh-huh. and sniffing, I brought a picture today. Oh, God of my man crush and maybe one of the only bulges i might think about sniffing because i i hate that term i just don't understand it (laughs) i have no interest in ever sniffing a bulge
0: okay i am dying to get into that but you just said the magic word uh man crush let me just roll this real quick just another
3: man crush monday so uh, we we sit at a f- table divided between bold sniffers and the not. But first, let's hear the man crush, so we can see if we agree or appreciate.
1: I'm gonna keep it local because this is an Iowa theme. Because your cam's in Iowa or from Iowa. It better not uh, be the same as mine. It's Jason Momoa. You motherfucker!
0: <laughs> is Jason Momoa an Iowan? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I didn't know. I
1: don't know if you want to show Mike that picture, I but would it love showed to see up it. on my husband's phone, and he's
2: just beautiful. Come gutters are the best. He
1: is just okay. beautiful.
0: So. Wow. Yeah, I'd do things to that. Yeah. There's no bulge to sniff there, though. He's covering it with a guitar.
2: Right.
3: That's she, okay. She I think she's saying that she would she would theoretically sniff his theoretical Aquaman bulge. Yes. <laughs> it's probably super clean. Maybe a little salty. Who knows? Definitely a little brainy. Oh
1: man. So that's my man crush.
3: Um uh, all right. Well, we can all get down with that. Mike, did you
0: have a man crush this Monday? Honestly, no. I'm crushing on no one right now.
3: Well, I don't either, so we're gonna leave that
0: for the girls then.
2: It's the same fucking one. How yeah. boring. <laughs>
0: Let's. It's also let's just, Jason Momoa. Let's just all. Yeah, agree. hers is also
2: Jason Momoa.
1: You know,
0: what? it's great. It is fine. There's plenty of him to go around. We are all on the Momoa train. We're gonna run a train. on Momoa. <laughs> oh okay that reminds me i want to play a game called it's like fuck Mary kill but it's sniff peg bottom um oh, man what's peg what's peg it's just the act of uh, a woman penetrating a man with a strap oh, on
2: that'd be so fun that's
0: all it and is it's very popular among
3: the young sex inse- the, the young sexually liberated crowd okay um so yeah it
1: so is what's the game sniff peg
0: sniff bottom. peg or bottom and so bottom just be receptive partner okay. um and that is so. Like f- the rules of fuck, marry, kill. Pick one of these people to sniff, sniff the bulge. One of these people to receive intercourse from, and one of these people to peg. Okay.
1: Okay, I like it.
0: We'll start with Jason Momoa. Is the, the first group is going to have Jason Momoa, George Clooney, and Idris Elba. Of those three, Puck. Or sorry, Pug. <laughs> <Peg, laughs> I'm going to go. Pug. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh Idris Elba can take me any day.
3: Okay, so you're gonna bottom for him. Uh, same,
2: same here. Mm-hmm. For okay, any cool. day. Again, he's beautiful. <laughs> I don't really like George Clooney, so I'll beg the
0: shit out of him. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't either. I would strap on and
2: figure that out with him.
0: I love that. Wow, you guys are on the same page. Also, he probably has a
3: probably... squeaky clean hole. That dude is like very well groomed. I was gonna say that. Amal's getting a beautifully manicured finger up there at least once a week. <laughs>
2: And um, I would sniff Jason's bulge because it would undoubtedly lead to some beautiful lovemaking. <laughs> and he also can
1: do whatever he wants to me. So, yes, it would lead to that. Mm-hmm. I
0: love that. Okay. Now, as it's my style, I'll give you a nice one. So, I've got to give you a disgusting one. Oh, God. Um, oh, God. No. So, sniff Peg Bottom, um, Mike Pence, Jared Kushner. <sighs> Oh. Attorney General William Barr. Oh gross. No.
2: Jared Kushner's penis is probably like negative sized. Uh-huh. So I'll bottom for him, I guess. Because okay. I won't feel oh, it. Wow, okay. Mm. Yeah. Mike Pence, I just wanna peg him.
0: Yeah, right? He just has a peggable face. Oh yeah.
2: He probably likes it though. Oh, yes. that's so you're probably you're gonna put
3: your face in William Barr's lap.
0: Oh, that's tough.
3: That's tough.
0: <laughs> Ooh, it smells like that's piss so dribble.
2: Tough. It doesn't have to be a long sniff. I can be like, hmm,
0: and I out. didn't specify the length.
2: I don't really want to have to touch Jared
1: Kushner, mm-hmm. so I'm going to sniff.
3: He probably has the cleanest pe- no, yes. no. Mm-hmm. I think Mike- peen. No, oh, no. Mike Pence's
2: peen is my- so clean.
1: Yeah.
3: Mike Pence has the most sterile genitalia. Yeah,
0: it's. I'm sure it's part of his like religion to boil his dick twice a week or something. <laughs> <laughs> Mother hasn't seen that in
3: years. I
1: don't know, because I was going to say then I would peg Mike Pence, but then that means that... Bill Barr,
3: you're sniffing that bulge No, that Bill Barr is I'm buying. I don't know that I can do that. No, no, no 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 no, no 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 All right, so that was one segment. We should go ahead and knock out the other obligatory one. Obligatory. It's fun. How
0: dare you? It sounds so so clinical. okay?
3: Yeah, oh, yeah. Lovely. Did you want us to
1: start harmonizing for you? Because, you know, we do that. Uh-huh. We're really good harmonizers like you guys. Gay, gay,
2: gay, gay.
0: Ladies, as, yes. as our guests, you have the choice. Would you like to start or would you like us to start? I'd like you to start. Okay, so... My gayest moment is twofold. Um, Michaela Kick and I were just hanging out and we were talking about missing performing and Michaela had finished A Chorus Line a couple months ago back when theater was a thing. Oh, and I miss theater. one thing led to another and all of a sudden she is lip syncing and doing the fully choreographed routine to Donna McKechnie's Music in the Mirror, which is like a solid nine minutes long.
2: All I
0: ever needed was the music and the mirror and the jam- she stayed, and then the other part was, I'm pretty confident that even my Spotify knows I'm gay, because <laughs> the very <laughs> next song to automatically play was Audra McDonald covering I Think It's Going to Rain Today, which the gays will know from Bette Midler singing it in Beaches. I didn't know such a thing existed, and I entered gay heaven. Oh my God. today. Cam, Mm -hmm. what is your gayest moment of the week?
3: Uh, My gayest moment would have to be on the 4th of July when (laughs) my uh, sister-in-law, Annie accused me or maybe insinuated that perhaps i had jerked off into the sink and left it there in front of my mother-in-law
0: so wait that were you amazing. accusing him of jerking off in front of your mother-in-law or just the accusation was in front of the mother-in-law first of
3: all first first of all how dare you um i'm a grown-ass man i would never leave a load in the sink but do you
0: ever jerk off into the sink uh
3: not please if i can no. help it
1: please say no
3: like no um i mean i i have in my life but like when i've been like See, we have a difference of opinion here, because to me, the sink is better than a sock or a t-shirt. Well, see, here's my problem, is that I hate to, I can't really get off standing up very well. Oh, really? Oh my god, I usually get off standing up. It it takes so, usually... (laughs) Okay, so many questions there, but I huh. we cannot bear another diversion. Um, I it takes a lot more work for me to get off standing up than it is like in a prone. So do you position. need to be
1: sitting or laying or what does that mean?
3: Yeah, yes, yeah, sitting. I love to sit and have sex. That's my favorite.
1: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> sitting on someone on you. No, I don't I'm, know. I'm you could be sitting on. I mean, it's,
3: it's just easier for me to come horizontal. And so, like, if it's not sex and I'm just jerking off, then I am going to be laying down because yeah. that's the easiest thing. I'm not going to be hovering over a sink, let <laughs> alone in the guest <laughs> room in an picture. Airbnb. So um, I'm, just to explain this whole situation really quickly, um, I was sitting outside enjoying dinner uh, on the back porch, uh, sitting right across from my mother-in-law, and Annie comes out and she's like, can one of you, to me and Peter, she said, can one of you come look at the, look and see what's going on in the sink in here? And I was like, oh no, is the sink clogged in this Airbnb? Like what's going on? <laughs> and Peter was like, Cam, will you check it out? I was like, no, just go. Like, I don't want to deal with this. So he went in and came back a couple minutes later and I was like, what's going on? he was like, oh, and he thought maybe one of us jerked off into the sink and left it there. But actually one of the, one of our nieces just dumped some candle wax into the sink. Oh, like, good. Get the kids involved. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, what? Th- so this is where my mind goes in those moments. What does my mother in law think that they have heard on the podcast to lead her to believe that there could possibly be leftover load in the sink in here? Does she think that this is something that I do or that Peter does or like how are we here? And Peter is just saying these words in front of his mother like it's no big deal, like oh she just thought there was cum in the sink. I'm like oh my god, no. Uh, so we're not. You're not getting off scot free. We need gayest moments, ladies. Gay, gay. We just play it the once though. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <I> <laughs> just the ones.
2: I this. Okay. Oh, my gloves is rules. <laughs> um, uh. <clears throat> can you cut that, please?
0: No, can't do, ma'am.
2: Uh <laughs> no. this podcast sitting here in this oh, room, yeah, talking about douching and all the That's things. That's fair. Is my gayest moment of the week.
3: Honestly, it might be the gayest moment of your year. I don't know your life, but I would just assume it's pretty fucking gay. It is.
2: It
0: is. Yeah. Well, that was short and sweet. Kate, we're dying to know gayest moment.
2: Ah. Uh, well, I have a
1: question, because I've been thinking about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, She's the planner. Trying to figure it out. Uh, would Whitney Houston be considered a gay icon? Or okay, like I'm a- going to
3: fucking quit this whole thing right here. How <laughs> dare you? How dare you come into this house and ask if Whitney Houston is a gay icon?
1: Okay, good. So I'm I'm on the right track then. So oh, Hold on.
3: You're on the right track, baby.
0: You were... Born this way. Please continue. <laughs> okay.
2: So who was that, Kim?
0: Are you kidding? <laughs> She's <laughs> kidding. Okay, cool. <laughs> <She's-> <laughs>
2: you just got
3: so angry mike's
0: about to go on his own rant yeah
1: so my gayest moment of the week um like i said i during this whole quarantine one of the ways i have survived is getting out of my house away from my two children who i'm with 24 7 and i go on walks and i listen to this podcast while i walk um when i'm not listening to this podcast because there's not enough of this for me um i have been doing some Peloton app workouts and listening to music. And Whitney Houston came on. And in the middle of the street, while I was crossing the street, I started dancing while I was walking to Whitney Houston with my headphones on. So nobody else could hear. It was just me.
3: You were just the crazy lady in the I middle of the, the street. I the crazy yep.
1: lady in front dancing of everybody. To music like, I just, oh, I, I love like, that. Just, the music. The music moved me, and I lost it. I just was dancing across That's the brilliant. street. That's brilliant.
0: You were having, like, a bathroom moment, but in public. I was. Amazing.
1: Which song? Um, It was Whitney Houston's So Emotional.
0: Oh, my. God. Uh, do you know you just, you just upped your gay, like, you didn't even realize that, like, by it being so emotional, your gayest moment has been so heightened because that is the song with which Sasha Velour won Drag Race so epically. It's the most famous lip sync of all time. Also the fuel of one of... Mine and Cam's gayest moments of our life, which is a Fire Island weekend that we've talked about at length on this podcast. But we watched that performance first, and then we're like super gayed up and ready to go have the gayest time of our life.
3: Oh, that's amazing! amazing. I happened to stay at Mike's place the night before we departed for our Fire Island Pride weekend hosted by Grinder, and it was the same weekend as the Drag Race finale, and it was just like. I mean, it was one gay hit after another. You'd be hard-pressed sure. to find a gayer weekend unless you did like a gay cruise or something. It was so gay. Gay. I gay. have a rule in my life that we're <laughs> I'm never going to let someone mention that in my presence and not watch that lip sync. So, uh, Mike, pause recording after show the girls.
0: All right, ladies, we've talked about douching, we've talked about bottoming, we've talked about lip-sync, and we've had gayest moments. Are there any final questions you want to ask us?
2: In regards to coming out, so both of you came out... I'm
0: still trying to figure out the right way to do it.
3: (laughs) 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 I can send you a link that you can provide to anyone in your life that needs proof.
2: We knew my brother was gay when he exited the womb. Mm. I mean, that was... However,
1: I was not around for his coming out, but you're right, we did know.
2: formal coming out, Even when he was in sixth grade, he when he was three. I mean, yes. So he's just, and I mean, limp wrists and all. My point to all of this is, being gay is not just about sex, and I think that Uh, there's a huge, like, again, like that's a huge statement that we could talk ad nauseum about. Yes, but for so many people, particularly people that don't think it's real or you can pray the gay away or it's a choice like it's only about sex so my question I don't even know if you can answer it is again I have friends that have young children and I there are two that are popping into my mind right now and I'm like they are gay there's just no question about it they are gay it's who they are Mm -hmm. and their parents also think that they're gay but they're like how can they know because they're too young like one is five and one is seven like they're Mm -hmm. too young to know if they're attracted to men or women or Mm -hmm. whatever Mm -hmm. the case may be is there such a thing as like raising a gay baby like does there have to be a coming out does there have to be a like now i'm of age and i can come out of the closet or i can announce that i'm gay and the reason i ask is because I never came out right. straight. Mm-hmm. I yeah. So, like, is there is that what we're working towards? Is that the world that we're in, working towards?
0: In my opinion, mm-hmm. yes. We are in a world where, like, I mean, it's so deep and there's so much to go into it. But, like, ideally, nobody needs to announce their, like, state exactly. their preferences in any which way. Also, in this ideal world of mine, there's really not genders in the same way either. So it's kind of like there's so, so sure. much. Like, it gets very nuanced. But I would say... The best way to be supportive, because everyone's journey is like obviously so different, you really shouldn't tell a five-year-old they're gay. But what you can do is just like make sure you have queer friends over for dinner. Make sure there are queer diverse stories being represented on on TV. Um, right. Just make sure there are people in their lives that are showing them a, a million different ways they could be. So it's not like it's just clear that they can be whoever they are, and that's going to be cool with you. Sure. I think it's just better to show with our actions than our words
1: representation is key of all different types of people. And there was a video on Twitter of a little girl who saw Philippa Sue in Hamilton. And she was like, that's me. That's me. And Philippa Sue retweeted it and talked about how representation is important so that all kids can see themselves in all sorts of different environments and situations and things like that. So I think I totally think you're spot on.
0: Man. We're actually turning this podcast into a children's show, so that'll help too. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Sorry for getting real
0: deep. No. No. Fast. Yeah,
3: we are. <laughs> Please don't uh, don't don't ever apologize. I think that is such a, a beautiful thing to think about, and I I think that Mike, that is a those are great points, and also that is a beautiful like a beautiful way to look at it. I also think that there is a, and you know, I, I forgot my PhD in childhood psychology, so <laughs> forgive me. Uh, but I, I, I think like my gut tells me that it is also pretty impossible to raise a gay kid without acknowledge, like in a, in a neutral way. Let me like define that term in a moment, but like raise a gay kid in a neutral way in a like, Gender conforming, stereotypical nuclear family, um, without, without in some way explaining to them that they're different because there's so much, and and that is that is society as it stands today. Mm-hmm. There's so much that teaches a child from the time they start learning what words are, about what the nuclear family is, what the 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 I like quote unquote ideal family like mother and dad and. Brother and sister, and mommy had a baby when she met daddy, and all this kind of things. Oh my gosh, my
2: oldest will say to me, "So do I become a mom when I find a husband? Uh Like, is that
1: why putting that all together?" Like,
3: it is. It is a big, scary world, and there's so much to explain to kids. And so, when you say, "Like, is it possible to raise a gay baby like without like having to come out?" I don't think so, as the world stands now, because I think that any child that's not born to gay parents is going to be breaking the mold. Even if they have the most progressive, free-thinking parents in the world, they're going to be breaking the the mold in some way. The mold in which they grew up. Um, And they're going to be a part of a minority, uh, like a quite small minority, a loud one. (laughs) A loud and (laughs) fabulous one, but a small (laughs) one. Um, And it is, like, like, thinking about that from a, a kid's perspective, yes, it would have made the world of difference. I would be so much less neurotic if growing up I had Gay representation in my household. My parents had gay friends that they didn't snicker about behind their back. Um, Like, uh, you know, gay family members that people talked about without, like, saying they had cancer instead of AIDS. I I had, like, a a distant cousin who died of AIDS, and for years and years they said uh, he died of cancer. Like, that kind of thing where everything was just brushed under the rug. We don't talk about it. We don't look at it. That is absolutely not something we we look dead in the face. That would have changed my story completely had that been the case. But I still would have had to come out because I had— I grew up in a straight family with very – like like in a very homogenous community of white people with families that look just like ours. And I was breaking that mold whether my parents agreed with it or not. So I don't know if you can really raise a kid in a way that that isn't in some way – I won't say traumatic. Like it doesn't have to be traumatic. It definitely doesn't. It's always going to be meaningful though. When you have to come out, when you live in a world where you have to come out. So I feel like Mike is talking about a world that I, I will hold on a pedestal and I hope for our children someday. But as the world stands now, I don't think it's possible. A kid that's a seven year old right now, whose parents think he's probably gay. Yeah. You just got to surround him with things that are affirming. Like just like it is fine. It is great. It is celebrated. Celebrate those people, those influences in your life, and then when and if he chooses to come out, then it is so much less of a trauma and more of a rite of passage. Yeah, or
0: when she or when they choose to come out. Right. Yes, thank yeah, you. Yeah.
1: I do think it is changing and different based on what we knew from all of us growing up to now. Um, my oldest will be going into middle school, and I have heard – we have not experienced it because she's not been there um, – but. Um, It is more the norm to be trying things out, seeing what they think. Coming out is not like this huge, big production. Uh Um, They're not even coming out to their families. They're just Mm. doing their thing. And then they're like, oh, and by the way, this is my girlfriend. Like, Uh it's not. Right. We're. Des Moines, Iowa, small, you know, it's not a big place, but. The metropolis of Des Moines, Iowa. Burgeoning. But I do think that's coming, and that's what I've heard from so many families in our neighborhood and families that have gone there, that these kids are, they feel free to do what they need to do to figure out who they are.
3: Well, I hope they feel, my wish for them is that they, I hope they feel as free at the home as they do at school Absolutely. And, and some of them do i'm sure and some of them don't but sure, it is sure. a that is a step in the right direction that yeah. that is a
1: and i'll keep you posted as we embark yeah, on this journey do, of middle because school I, yeah
3: so. because yeah. oh my god can you imagine a more awful time no i mean i i, I, I do not mean <laughs> Hell to no say that to middle like someone worst. who's about to watch it happen in her house but like
1: quarantine uh, couldn't happen at a better time <laughs> uh
3: like just going into a, a junior high which is like just a Such a different place than an elementary school and just being thrown to the fucking wolves. I hope that there is... hormones and all for everybody. Oh god, just do you know what a junior
0: high smells like?
2: I was just thinking it's so smelly. You're a
0: very smell-oriented person, Cam. It always comes back to how the thing smells. God, honestly, (laughs) a few episodes ago we were talking about
3: like locker room horrors, and I was thinking about like how a locker room smells and that was absolutely my junior high locker room. Our high school locker room, I don't have any recollection of When you guys were talking
2: it. about that, I could smell that particular smell. And I was like, please stop. Oh, yeah. God. It's, it's
0: so just like mm-hmm. dank and mm-hmm. shameful. <laughs> it's awful. Well, speaking of Ugh. dank and shameful, I think we need to wrap up here because I'm running out of storage on my computer. But... <laughs> Do you think? Um, I
2: know I know exactly what you're asking, and you're asking if we will join the podcast permanently, and the answer is yes. <laughs> yes, perfect.
3: <laughs> you know... Mike also requested uh, butthole pics from both of you, so, because he's painted such a picture gonna of You're going to have to so. tell
2: us how to do that. It's not waxed or bleached, but it'll be on its way <laughs> soon. <laughs> well, I
0: absolutely look forward to that. And in the meantime, I hope we have filled in some of the gaps in your education.
1: You have done that term so well. It's really important for everybody, and I I think you don't realize what you're doing for people, all of us, all types of people, when we listen and hear serious, funny, gross, you know, pushing. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. You got it. You got it, Mike. Um, it, it's just really great. So you're doing that term so well.
3: Uh, well, it is our honor
0: to have both of you on the podcast. Thank you so much for showing up. It has been a treat. I have. I only get your, like, I get you guys both uh, peripherally. Cam will tell me, tell me about the text you send and the questions you ask and the things you talk about. And I have been so excited to actually meet you and get this firsthand. So thank you for honoring us with your presence on the show. No, yes. Thank
1: you. And you are only going to get more because we now have your cell phone number. Well, so and,
0: so I, I would like to request that you
3: both start a note on your phone called Education 201. Okay. So then 50 more episodes... Uh, when you Done. have more questions, we can come back and do a sophomore level course, because this is, I feel like we just scratched the surface and we talked forever. This means a lot to us. So thank you so we much.
2: We are so grateful that you so grateful. allowed us to be <laughs> on
1: I here. know this is, you have checked a box on my bucket list and this is just <laughs> well, awesome. Okay.
0: So we have a little thing we like to do every time we have guests, which is just once before. Um, <laughs> would you please tell the folks where they could find more of my best friend's journal
1: well I think that you can find more information on instagram uh, at, at mbfj podcast that's right yeah right and then I believe you also are on Twitter or maybe not as much anymore uh, correct and you might have an email address Annie do you I, I believe is? it's my
2: best friend's journal at gmail.com that's
3: right well done Yes, all these timid responses are all correct <laughs> um and our website if you want to find our merch store or links to all our social accounts is
1: www.mbfjpodcast.com
3: That's correct. Uh Oh yeah, more, good work. Th- that's our second URL. The main one is mybestfriendsjournal.com, but that's okay. And let's see here. Ladies, if people wanted to rate, review, subscribe, they should do that on
2: itunes
3: absolutely they and should and rate
2: it
0: at a five. Oh my god yes thank you
3: all right mike i think that does it for this very special episode of my best friend's journal until next time always remember the family that douches together
0: stays together that's so fucked up <laughs> <laughs> You do a beautiful job. What was that?
1: Yeah, you really do. You do a beautiful job. Thank
0: you. I heard you the first time. I just wanted to hear it again. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Such a piece of shit, that guy.